All right, it's officially after 5 o'clock on a Friday. Celebrate? Yes, indeed. But we can't really get the weekend going until we ask the preacher. Ask the preacher. It's brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church. Ask the Preacher. Here's John Freed. Welcome to Ask the Preacher, everybody. Glad you're here with us. And uh, it's a wonderful Friday afternoon, and I think we have some rain coming, as the weather said. But uh, my lawn needs Yeah, needs my some grass rain. will like that. I don't like having to run my sprinklers and pay for water when Jesus will give it to me for free. Praise God. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of things that God will give you for free, um, well, in one sense it's free, but we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But salvation only comes from Jesus Christ, mm. and in one sense it is free to you and I, but it cost God right. everything. Yep. And so we're going to talk some today about what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be born again, what it means to receive the life of God inside of you, uh, some about heaven, about hell, about nature, about who you are, who you who you want to be, uh, who you can be, who you don't want to be, all of that good kind of stuff. So those are the types of things that are in store uh, for today, but we're really glad that you're listening. So if you're headed home and you get home before six o'clock, uh, take the long way. Just just drive, go visit somebody, but stay in the car to where you can hear us. That's where most people listen is in your drive on the way home on a Friday afternoon. So I hope the work week was uh, wonderful, that the weekend is even better, but you are listening to Ask the Preacher, and you can join the conversation, ask a question, uh, yell at us. If you cuss us out, Eric will hit the bleep <laughs> button, and you won't be on the radio very long. So be kind, be friendly, and uh, but give us a call, 863-682-1430, 863-682-1430. Fourteen thirty. So whether you're listening on 96.7 FM or if you're listening even on 1430 AM, it's the same phone number, 863-682-1430. So everybody, please put your hands together and welcome into the studio with me here. We got Jarius Hagens and Jonathan Alagado. Hey, everybody. um, Standing ovation. Yeah. So <laughs> Jarius is our uh, youth pastor and worship leader there at the church, and uh, Jonathan is uh, often. You, you, John, you're probably on the radio with me more so than Jarius, but uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan is our uh, evangelist in the house, uh, and and he also helps with all sorts of other things. Of course, both of you fellas do that. Uh, you, if you stop by the church, it's not uncommon for you to see the three of us uh, shoveling some dirt, hammering <laughs> some boards, doing. <laughs> Doing something uh, that's uh, that's labor you mean intensive. Pastors but... don't just sit in their <laughs> office. <laughs> yeah, no, not not at all. Uh, although I was in my office for most of the day today. Anyway, <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's talk some about nature, fellas. During our our lunch, uh, actually today, we got on this topic and we just got to exhorting and, and preaching back and forth to each other, and it's just so good. We decided to do it here with all of the beautiful people in Radio Land. And uh, so, what what does it what does it mean to to be a Christian? What does it mean? Uh, h- how do you gain access into heaven? How do you avoid hell? Uh, all those all those types of of things. So, yeah, the one reason that God sent His Son Jesus Christ is to die on the cross for our sins, so we can receive the new nature. Now we call that nature new, but really it's the original nature. 
Yes. That's yeah, the nature point. that we had, and that nature had to be restored. Well, that's the nature that, that humankind had. Yes. Not we, as in me. And right, you. right, right. Yeah, because we are born into sin. Yep. That's what, uh, yep. Uh, scripture tells us. So we're, we're born into sin. We have to be born out of sin. Right. Yes. That's right. So we didn't do anything to be born into sin. Adam did that, mm-hmm. and it created this sin nature right. that is in humankind. But then we also really didn't do anything as far as work is concerned to be born out of sin. Jesus did all the work. That's right. That's why there's this term in Scripture that Paul talks about. There's the first Adam and the last Adam. Mm -hmm. Some people say the first Adam and the second Adam. Um, uh, There's a a man that I know, and he says, there's there's no second Adam. And I said, yes, there is, bro. The Scripture (laughs) literally says it. It's Jesus Christ. He's the last Adam. But what he means is there was no... Um, uh, some some different human race being, being right. Anyway, right. I I, yeah. I, I uh, digress, but but yeah. So that I love how you say that, Jay. That the um, the first nature of what God intended for man, Adam messed it up. Jesus mm-hmm. comes and he fixes it, and and he makes it possible mm-hmm. for us to return yep. to that nature to be reborn. Yes. to be reborn in the nature. Of God now. Now we have we no longer have the nature of the old Adam, which is the flesh. We now have the nature of God, which is the spirit. A Christian is born in the spirit of the spirit. That's why we have to live our life. And there's so many scriptures that talk about living your life in and by the spirit. Yeah. I when we talk about, you know, Pastor John, you just talking about the second Adam, Paul says that clearly in Romans chapter five verses 12 through 21, he basically says, one man got me into sin, mm-hmm. and one man gets, gets me, me out of sin. Um, I just, for all the listeners that have never really heard this, I just want to bring your attention that, that you know, your body is not who you are. It's the house that yeah. you live in. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because, you know, when... The body is made of the earth, and the scripture says, and to dust it shall return. It return, mm-hmm. correct. But God, what, where, what, where I'm really at, I'm inside. My body may be go to be worm food, but I, the real me, will go stand right. before God. You said, Pastor John, you said we were all born in sin. One of the perfect examples that I want to give, it's real simple for everybody to grasp. It's just a testament that the Bible is really true and that everybody really is born sinful, born selfish. Every two-year-old on the planet mm-hmm. is selfish by nature. You mm-hmm. back that up to every one-year-old, no. eight-month-old, eight right. six-month-old. We yeah. see we see two three-year-olds playing at daycare, and the one three-year-old has a toy, and the other three-year-old sees that toy, likes that toy, automatically goes over and snatches it, says, that's mine. He was not taught that by his parents. Nobody teaches their children to be selfish. Why? It's in it's there. Already in it's there. already mm-hmm. in yeah. there. That's why Jesus said yeah. you must be born again. We can, we can take that all the way back to younger age, you know. So um, if I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm hungry, I don't start screaming for my right. wife to get up and go make me something to eat or for my mama who don't live at my house no mm-hmm. more, right? Uh, anyway, but that four-month-old sure will. They don't care about you sleeping. It's all about them. You say, well, that's a baby. What? But that's the whole point. The, the, their life is wrapped up around them. And that is one of the key differences mm. with being born again. My yes. life is no longer my own. Right. It belongs to Christ. Uh, and before being born again, life was all about me. After being born again, life is all about him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Galatians 2.20 says, The life which I now live, even though I'm still in this body, in the flesh, I, st- I live it by faith. 
I don't live it by 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 self motivation, right. by feelings and self desire. I live it by faith in the Son of God, mm. who loved me and gave Himself for me. We'll talk more about it when we come back from this break. You are listening to Ask the Preacher. We're glad you're here. You can join the conversation, ask a question, or. Uh, Say something mean to Jarius. I don't know. He, he <laughs> I can't can leap it. through the radio to get you today. So, 863 682 1430. We'll be back in a minute. Now, let's get back to more of this afternoon's Ask the Preacher. Here's Jonathan, Jarius, and John. Free J. 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 There's a first, second, and third John, so that, that <laughs> hey. works. I'm the oldest, I'd be the first. Well, you're not John, Jerry, so that, I don't know. It was just the J. Anyway, three J's here in studio. Happy that uh, that you're with us. And um, you can call in, join the conversation, ask a question if you'd like, 682-1430. All right, so I want to tell you a, a, a story. You may have heard this story before, but it's the story of the scorpion and the frog. And I think it's a great um, a little little story to talk about nature. So there's this scorpion one day. He wants to get to the other side of the river. And uh, Scorpion just, he can't swim, but he sees this frog. So he says, hey, Mr. Frog, would you give me a ride across the river? I can't swim, and you can swim very well, and I'd very kindly appreciate your help. And the frog says, well, Mr. Scorpion, if I give you a ride, you'll be on my back. You'll sting me, and I'll die. And uh, Scorpion says, well, Mr. Frog, if I stung you and you died, then I would drown in the river and die also. Why would I do that? And the frog says, well, I mean, that makes sense, but I, I'm still going to say the back and forth. Finally, the scorpion convinces the frog. He hops on his back and the frogs halfway across the river and zing, the scorpion stings <laughs> the frog. The frog says, Mr. Scorpion, why'd you do that? Now I'm going to die and you're going to die also. And the scorpion says, I'm a scorpion. It's, it's my nature. nature. That's what he does. That's what the scorpion does. The scorpion stings because that's who he is. Yeah, you know, Pastor, the Bible is very, very, very clear on the purpose on why we need salvation, right? It's not so much our actions that need changing. It's our nature that needs change. So when our nature changes, our, our actions, actions change. change automatically. Ephesians chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 3, Paul says, And you... He made alive who were dead in your trespasses and sins. Side note, remember, God told Adam, in the day that you eat it, you will surely die. Mm -hmm. He didn't physically die that day, but he was disconnected from the source of life, which is God. He says, and you will, you have, he has made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. We all came from Adam, so typically, I mean, theoretically, we're his sons, and he disobeyed. Among whom we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the, the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature, nature children, children of wrath, just as the others. And you got to read four. You can't read this without reading yeah, four. Yeah, for real. But God, who is rich in mercy... Because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our sin, has made us alive in Christ. Yeah, as we, wow. as we receive that new nature, that's why we must be born again. When Adam disobeyed God, he took on the nature of the fallen man. 
-hmm. He became the fallen man. So now every person that was born after him was born into that nature. Yes, because every seed produces after its own kind. And so now the reason we have to be born again, I can't remember who it was. Jesus was having a conversation. He's like, can I go in my mother's womb again and come out? He's like, no, it's not a rebirth like that. It's a rebirth of the spirit. John, John chapter 3, it was Nicodemus. Nicodemus. Yes. Yeah, and he literally says, do I have to go back to my mother's womb? He says, no, like you just said, no, it's not like that. And Jesus literally gives us the, the picture of flesh and spirit, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so blood and water. Um, and, and so you're... you're you're born, you have, you have to be a human being, which we've talked about. The George and I have talked about this type of things when it comes to the, to the vaccine and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, um, AI coming Change and the, your DNA. You know, all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, at some point people will cease to be human beings, right. so to speak. Right. Um, but anyway, so salvation comes to human beings. It doesn't come to dogs and cats and, and lizards and whatever, right. but it comes to or monkeys. It comes to human mm-hmm. beings. Uh, and not, and it's made available to every human being, but to be born again is a spiritual birth. Mm. So only somebody who's born of natural birth and of spiritual birth is what you would consider to be sport, born again. Jonathan, you make reference there to it says you're dead in sins, mm-hmm. and then it moves on and says, but now you've become alive in Christ. Yes. So I'm either in sin or I'm in Christ, mm-hmm. I can't be in both. Right. Very good point. I preached a message uh, a few years ago now. I don't even remember the title of it, but um, uh, it might have been Spirit, Soul, Body. I, I don't remember, but uh, it was good. I'll tell you that. Anyway, <laughs> but I, I talked about the idea of two natures. A lot of people talk, uh, they'll say that we have two natures resident on the inside of us. Well, you can't be an apple and an orange at the same time. You can mix mm. fruit but you can't mix natures. It's right. either one or the other. Right. You're either you're either a sinner or you're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the not? Well, I'm going to call it a saint. We have a tendency to think the saint means perfect, but um, the the Bible gives us the picture that when you're cleansed by the blood of Jesus, it, He has made you perfect. Mm-hmm. Now you are also being perfected. Right. Right. But the blood of Jesus washes us clean, forgives us of all unrighteousness. We become righteous. So you're either a sinner or, I'm going to call it this way, you're you're a Christian. You're either a child of God or you're a child of the devil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I hear listeners right now, I hear this thought rolling around in your head. Well, I'm born again, but I've got some struggles in my life or I've got some sins in my life that I just keep on... So so the question I think, Pastor John, people ask is, well, if I've got if I've got the righteous nature of God, then why do I struggle in these areas? And I'm 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 reminded of a scripture in Romans chapter seven. Yeah, I was gonna say Paul talks verse about 18, that in Romans seven. He says, For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, nothing good dwells. So it's this it's this corrupt thing that I live in that desires always to do mm-hmm. what it wants. And it is of its nature, the flesh is of its nature, enemy with God. But the real me inside wants right. to please God. Right. And then he says, who will save me from this wretched battle? Mm. He says, yeah. I thank God. So what he's talking there is a battle between flesh and spirit. Amen. So it's not a battle between two, two spirits or two mm-hmm. natures on the inside of me. It's a battle between flesh or carnality flesh and spirit. Mm-hmm. So my the real me, the spirit me, the eternal me. The body's not eternal, it's temporary, it returns back to dust. But there is uh, um my 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 spirit 
is eternal. You know, I was I did a funeral the other day, and uh, in in speaking in the funeral, I said, you know, everybody lives forever. The question is what your address will be. Mm, that's right. Right. So the 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 real man, not the body, but right. the spirit, lives forever. Your spirit will either live in hell once your body dies, or your spirit will be with God in heaven. Is how yeah. we would easily explain right. that uh, when your body dies. Um, this The body without the spirit is dead. dead. It mm-hmm. doesn't live anymore. So that spirit leaves, but that spirit still lives. Uh, and it either exists in, in heaven or it exists in hell. Um, my dad wrote a, wrote a track. We all three of them, ha- we all three of us have this thing sitting in front of us. <laughs> but... Um, and and he talks about heaven that a that a person could not exist in heaven without having the new nature, right? Um, any more than a fish could exist uh, on land. On, on on land, it's not its nature. Or that a human could could live in outer space without a spacesuit, it's not its nature. We're not designed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anything lives out in that realm anyway. But um, you know, I was talking with Dad the other day, and he said he. Well, he was talking with somebody else, actually, and I was part of the conversation, and he said, could you imagine little Johnny taking his goldfish to bed with him at night? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Can't it, do it. It doesn't, it doesn't work, you know? Uh, you could have to take the bowl, you know, the mm-hmm. goldfish in, in the bowl, but you can't take the fish out of the bowl. Um, right. So Johnny wakes up in the morning and his, and his precious little goldfish is dead. Why? Because he took it out of its habitat of which right. it can live. Um, so we can't exist. This body will not exist in heaven. We'll receive a new body. Mm-hmm. But not everybody goes to heaven. You must be born again. You must take on the life and, and nature, nature of, of God. God. Yeah, the right. name of this track is Why Hell? That's that's a very big question. And in this track, he talks about, you know, it's not so much that when you stand before God, you're not going to be judged on what you've done. Yeah. You're going to be judged for the nature right. that you have. Either you have... I heard a man say one time when Jesus was born, the population of the world doubled because from Adam unto Jesus, everybody was the same at heart. Everybody's nature was the same. They had different wrappers, different skin colors, different, you know, two different genders, all this stuff. But the nature of people was the same. But when Jesus was born and he was not impregnated by man's or Mary wasn't impregnated by man's seed, it was God's seed, which was apart from the sinful nature, now you've got two natures, right? We really encourage you guys to call in, man. We just well, want to... Well, we don't have two natures, but you have the... the, the you then had the ability to change natures. Amen. Right. Yes. You then had the ability to, to set aside the sinful nature and to receive the nature of Christ Jesus. Yes, amen. By being born again. So it's a, it's a free gift from God, but it is received by faith. It's not mm. pressed upon you, not forced upon you. But man, it sure is good to be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. Glad you are. And uh, we got to take a break here at the bottom of the hour. You can certainly hang out with us. We would love for you to do so. You can call in even during the break, 863-682-1430. We will be back. Second half of this afternoon's Ask the Preacher program starts now on Talk Radio 96.7, and it's brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Your host is John Free. Welcome back, everybody, and uh, hope you're enjoying the program. And we want to be a blessing to you, so uh, we're going to have a good time, whether you love us or hate us. But uh, we, you know, we're here for the hour, regardless. So we're just gonna we're just gonna get going and, and keep it going. 
And uh, and of course, uh, every Friday we're 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 right here. Uh, somebody is here in the studio. Uh, we scare Eric sometimes walking in the door <laughs> awfully late, but uh, he's nodding at us. But um, you know, and uh, we're we're considering bringing this thing on uh, Facebook and and doing some different stuff like that. Some of the people listening contact us and say, "Man, I have to sit in my car." You tell us to sit in your car in your driveway until the show is over, and I do that, and you know, so I'm like, "That's uh, so." I keep saying it because people actually do it. All right, uh, I want to invite you before I forget to Believers Fellowship Church. That's where we're from. I'm the pastor there. Jarius is a youth pastor and worship leader there. Uh, Jonathan Alagato is our evangelism pastor, uh, and and not just the idea of going out and getting people saved himself, but he teaches people how to win the lost. Uh, very gifted in that. Uh, we're a very active ministry. Amen. We do things in the community, mm-hmm. and we're glad to do things in the community. Um, we have uh, two food pantries a week if you need food. On Monday mornings at 11, we give out groceries. And then on Thursday evenings at 5, we give out groceries. On Tuesdays, we prepare meals and take them to the streets and and, uh, and minister to people on the streets. Um, on uh well, every day there's every day there's something, mm-hmm. literally yes. something. On Saturday we go out on, on the on the streets, sometimes door to door in neighborhoods, various things, various places. But um, anyway, if you um, are an active voice for the kingdom of God and you're sitting in a church that is not an active voice, uh, they're just quiet about it. Well, I would challenge you with two things: either stir the pot and get your church moving, <laughs> or get out of the cold pot. If you, know. you stir the pot, you might have to get out of. There. <laughs> yeah, they might kick you out. I don't know, but um, anyway, it, listen. The the reality is, time is running short. Um, we are closer to the second coming of Jesus now mm. than we were yesterday. Amen. So if you say, "Well, when is he coming back?" I don't know. The truth of the matter is, he said he don't even know. So, uh, but it's in the Father's time when the times of the end will come. But I can tell you this: we're closer now than we were ten years ago, mm. ten That's, seconds ago when I said yeah, it the yeah. first time. <laughs> yeah. So we just it's it is. There's there's no better day than today to get saved, to give your life to Jesus. There's no better day than today to tell others mm-hmm. about Jesus. And um, uh, so our conversation today is, is stemmed around nature, being born again. And um, I want to bring up one of the statements that I made earlier uh, about sin. And I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rephrase it, and I'm going to say it this way. I've heard people say many times over that, well, you know, we sin every day. Well, no, I don't know that. Um, and you can't find it in scripture, but there are a few places where I could see where somebody, where so to speak, somebody could be confused and think that's what scripture is saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not, in fact, what is what he's saying. Um, what I want to what I want to tell you is the the end of this conversation is basically this: if you're born again and you receive the Spirit of of grace, you receive the Spirit of God. That spirit is able to keep you from falling, which mm-hmm. means to keep you from sinning or to keep you from failing. Um, and if it can keep you from falling, that means you don't have to sin every day. It is not a prerequisite. You're it is free. not a. It is not a requirement. We've used this phrase a couple times over, so I'm sure it'll come into the conversation again. Now, if if uh, if now we are dead to sin, then sin doesn't get my attention. Jarius, you were talking about this in the car on the way over here about being dead to something, mm. um, you know, and uh, you like. Um, uh, ribeye. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, um, you know, if if you were 
dead. I hate to use this as an analogy, but you're dead and you're in the casket. If you wave that rib out of my nose, it'll bring me back. <laughs> but it won't, you know, right, right, we're yeah. joking that it would, but, but, um, no, it wouldn't. Why? Because right. you're, you're dead, dead to all of those. I would have now. no response to it at all. As good as it might, it, it, even my previously, as good as it might've tasted when I was alive, as many times I had might even know the joys of it. When I die, you, it doesn't matter what you do to make it as enticing as you can. I will have no response to it because I'm mm-hmm. dead. That's so right. I love that phrase that you, where you say, have no response to it. I, I, it doesn't move me. Right. You know, it doesn't get my attention because you're, you're dead to it. The flesh is dead. And so the things that appeal to the flesh uh, don't appeal to it anymore when the flesh is dead. It, it, it doesn't get its attention. And so when the scripture talks about us being dead to sin— um, you might could relate it to this in certain religious cultures. If somebody leaves that that faith, leaves that way of believing, such as the Muslim faith, if they leave the Muslim way of believing and they come into Christianity, that family, typically a father or whatever, maybe some mother, whatever, that family, you're dead to me. Yeah, you mm-hmm. no longer exist. You, yeah, yes, yeah, and and so that's how that's what sin is to us. When we take on the the forgiveness that comes by the blood of Jesus, and we receive the life and nature of God, when we become born again, um, sin we are dead to sin. It doesn't get our attention anymore. Right. It's not flavorful. It's not fragrant. It's not appealing right. like it once was. Yeah, and just thinking about this, we were talking about this at lunch. Uh, as a Christian. I've, I've, you know, when I go to the jail on Sundays, I've had many people, many young Christians who are the Lord's fathering and discipling, teaching, they come to me heartbroken because they've made a mistake. They, they got out, you know, they've, they've stepped in poop mm-hmm. pretty much, and they come to me heartbroken in tears saying, bro, I messed up this week. I, I did this three or four times or blah, 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 and, and I always hit them with this, praise God. And they'll look at me sideways mm-hmm. like, praise God. What do you mean praise God? Cry. What do you mean praise God, man? I said, praise God that your heart is broken. Mm-hmm. Because it's a testimony, it's a sign that your nature's new. Right. Yeah, because there was a time in their life they're you like, didn't care. I don't care. You right. know, they they slap. They would like what? Yeah, they they beat up the 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 little kid on the way out of the candy store. You know, and right. they're like, I don't care. I, right. I do what I want to do. You know. So that that's just be an encouragement to you guys, your listeners out there. If you if you've messed up or you've been struggling, just let you, I want to let you know that 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 heavy heart when you mess up. That is, that's God inside of you, You're grieving this evidence of new nature. Um, John says, go ahead, sir. Well, you were going to read something out of John. I'm going to read something out of John, but First John. Yes, First John. First John 1, 9. First John 3. 3? 3, 9. 3, 9. Okay, well, I'm going to read First John 1, 9. Uh, well, go ahead, 3, 9. First John 3, 9 first. And In then the we'll Amplified. Go, we'll go backwards. First John says, no one that is born or begotten of God can deliberately knowingly and habitually practice a life of sin for God's nature Mm -hmm. abides in him. His principle of life, the divine seed remains permanently within him and he cannot practice sinning because he is born of God. I like that, that term that the amplified throws in there helps us understand you can't practice sinning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. For instance, um, Johnny and his little goldfish, right? He can take it out of the bowl. It just can't stay out of the bowl for a second. Yeah, well, maybe maybe, maybe a few seconds, maybe a minute, I don't know. But then you put the goldfish back in the bowl, and it's going to sit there, and Johnny's going to be like, right. is he dead? Yeah. Uh, and then he, bloop, bloop, okay, there, he's alive again. You know, If you've ever gone fishing, you mm-hmm. catch a fish, you take him out, you put him back in the water, don't swim away sometimes, right. right? But in a few moments, maybe it does. But 
it could also die. Yes. Anyway, so I like where it says, no one born of God continually practices sin. Right. He right. can't do it. Why? Because it's against his nature. Right. It's like, man, I can't do this anymore. When you're born again, um, and and you fall into the same trap that you used to fall into, it goes against you now. Mm-hmm. You're yes. like, oh man, this don't sit right. I, I I don't like this. I can't keep doing this. You know. Uh, but then you find people who rebel or resist the spirit of grace. Right. So here the spirit of God is reminding you of who you really are. Hey man, this ain't you. Right. You know, let's let's uh, let's walk away. This not you anymore. Uh, no, I'm going to do this anyway. Well, after a while, you find yourself back where you right. didn't want to yes. want to be. Yeah. You traded your nature back. Right. You know, and the wages right. of sin is death. And when a person to continually go back to the way you were, it's like a sense of spiritual suicide. When a person, a person in real life, they they cut off their air supply or they shoot themselves or whatever, they are taking their own life. It's the same way when I do the things that are against the spirit, I'm going against my nature. I'm killing myself. I'm, I am killing myself. Yeah. Killing myself from the inside out. So going going from First um, uh, John 3, 9, no one born of God continually practices sin. I'm shortening it, you know, uh, summarizing it. If you go over into First uh, John 1, 9, and it goes all the way into 2, 1, and it continues on. Um, but... Uh, so I, I said the phrase earlier. Do you have to sin? The answer is no. You don't have to sin. Come on. Um, it's not. It's not required. Well, but but doesn't everybody sin? Well, that's a great question. We'll talk about it when we come back from the break. I just saw the signal from Eric. It's time to take a break. Lovely breaks. Don't hang up. Don't hang up the phone. Yeah. Don't hang up the radio. Does that make sense? Anyway, stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment or two with more. Ask the preacher. Last chance for you to call in six eight two. 1430. We'll be right back in just a moment. Fourth and final segment's up for Ask the Preacher this afternoon, brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Here is John and Jarius and Jonathan. Well, he said me first, so I'll go ahead and go. <laughs> Welcome back to Ask the Preacher, everybody. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> Um, I, I, I want to read a scripture here because um, I, I asked the question, uh, well, you know, well, do we have to sin? You know, well, well, don't you know that everybody sins? Well, we do know that everybody um, was born into sin. And yes, in one sense, everybody has sinned uh, for we've, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Mm. Um, so, you know, we all need a savior, but we're not talking about before becoming born again. We're talking about mm-hmm. after becoming right. born again. Right. Is it a requirement? Is it necessary that, that people sin? And the answer is no. I, I want to read this out of first John. I'm actually going to start in, in chapter one, verse five. I'm going to back up just a little bit. Um, and I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translations. Uh, customarily, I'd be in the King James, but just for make it a little easier to possibly understand. Uh, okay, here we go. First John 1, 5, on into chapter 2. This is the message that we heard from Jesus and now declare unto you, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. Mm. Notice the relationship, spiritual darkness and, and, and sin. Um, we are not practicing the truth mm-hmm. if we continue in spiritual darkness. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. 
Verse 8, if we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. Okay, so that's what people use to say, see, we all have sin. We've all uh, sinned. Well, we all have sinned, uh, but we all don't live in sin. If you notice mm-hmm. the verses before, he's talking about walking in the light. Verse 9, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Verse 10, if we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. So it's very similar again. Uh, it's not to say, well, I'm perfect within myself. No, I'm, I, I, I was a sinful man, but when Jesus came into my life, mm-hmm. I became a righteous man. Yes. Do I have the ability to sin? Yes, I do. Um, but do I have to sin? No, I don't. Let's go on to chapter 2, verse 1. My dear children, I am writing this to you so that you will not sin. <laughs> Why would God put in his scriptures writings to keep us from sinning right. if it is a requirement to sin? Yes. Right? right? It, it's so anyway, we'll keep reading and then we'll take a call. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Hallelujah. Father. His name is Jesus Christ, you, Jesus. and he is the one that is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, and not only our sins, but the sins of the whole world. Hallelujah. Oh, man, it's so wonderful. All right, Hallelujah. we have a caller on the line. Let's see, let's see what we got. Uh, Enoch, uh, welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, all I can say, uh, hold on, wait a minute. Uh, Is this Enoch been... from Polk County Jail? Yeah, yeah. I was hey. listening. I heard. I recognized your voice. Hey, brother, how you doing, man? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm, man. Doing, I'm doing good. Cool. Doing what's good. What's going on? Well, uh, I just wanted to say amen to what you've been uh, talking about because uh, I settled that a long time ago. But I have <laughs> a question that keeps coming up. I hear ministers talking about this and. Um, I just I need to know what Believers Fellowship teaches. Uh, in the book of Genesis, first chapter, it talks about the six days of creation, and now, of course, God resting on the Sabbath day. What I'm hearing, and, and shamefully I, to me, that some uh, preachers actually teach that the, each of those six days could represent thousands, even millions of years. And what I want to know is, what does Believer's Fellowship teach about those six days? Well, um, I've got two minutes to give you an answer, and so uh, it can be very easily misunderstood. Um, So I'm going to tell it to you like this at first. In one sense, it doesn't matter. now, the reason why people could would say that each day could mean a thousand years because their scripture says a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. I don't believe that's a literal one day equals a thousand years to God. Um, what, it, what it really means, if anytime you look at the term a thousand in scripture, I shouldn't say anytime, but many times when you look at the term a thousand in scripture, it means a fullness of time. Uh, in essence, what it is saying is time doesn't matter to God. There is no difference to him whether it's a day or whether it's a thousand years, right? Right. So in, if it's no difference to God, it should in reality be no difference to us. Um, I am under the personal belief uh, that that it is a literal six-day mm-hmm. creation. Right. Um, but then somebody would argue and say, well, a day lasts longer back then. Um, but, I, but I will say this. D- depending on what your views are, what a person's views are concerning the earth, I want you to notice— that uh, what was it? The fourth day when he put the sun in the sky. 
So you have three days that exist before there is actually a sun, but yet we we mm. look in our modern day science looks wow. at it and says that a day is a, is a revolution of the earth around the sun, but yet the Bible says that there were three days before there was actually an existence of the sun. So um, when when you consider those types of things, to me, instead of getting bound up or, or caught up in whether it was a six literal days or 6,000 years, um, I would look at it this way. God in his perfection created a, a good earth, and he did it in the right amount of time. Uh, so I, I know that may not be the exact literal answer you're looking for, but it is the answer that helps you keep moving. Are you still there with us? Um, I'm still here. All right. So uh, whether it's six days, uh, uh, but again, the first three days there was no sun, and science tells us that the revolution around the sun is a day. So, um, so the so rotation of the, the rotation earth of the earth. Uh, yeah, yeah, not the revolution around the sun. That's one year. One year. Yeah, but the uh, right. The the uh, well, one th- one thing real quick. When it says uh, in verse uh, three that God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. That light. The Hebrew word for that light and the Hebrew word for the light uh, created by the uh, the sun and the moon uh, are two different, altogether different yes. words. They're not yes. the same word. Right, right. So it's a different kind of light. Yes, but the 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 term day is the same. Day one, day two, day three, day four. That's that's the same. So uh, so yeah, what I'm yeah. what I'm telling you is that the uh, the time period between God and the time period between man don't match up equal to equal. So uh, d- don't let the uh, uh, the issue throw you one way or, or another. Obviously, it hasn't. Uh, your belief is firmly squared up. I hope so. And I hope everybody who's listening firmly squared up uh, in what Jesus Christ has done for us. That's what makes the difference. Folks, you're listening to Ask the Preacher. We're really glad you have joined us today. Uh, I want to invite you to visit us online at believersfellowship.com. And of course, visit us in person at Believers Fellowship Church in North Lakeland. We love you and uh, hope to, well, I was going to say see you next time, but this is radio. Have a great weekend, everybody.